Welcome to the Better with Wine podcast. We hope to make your day or evening or morning, whatever, better with wine. I'm Gracie. And I'm Elena. We ferment and filter all this gritty info for your drinking pleasure. Yep, yep. Hey, all guys. Right. <laughs> so this is 2021. It's our first episode. <laughs> We're really excited. Pumped. Um, if you guys have been listening so far, we have already put out a couple of reference episodes. You got to get to know us a touch, but hopefully not a whole listened, lot. Yes. Um, and hopefully they were helpful. Yeah. Let us know um, if you have any feedback with that sure. um, or if you have any questions, please DM us or, you know, send us an email, go on our website and fill out the contact form. Um, but anyway, uh, I will say this. We have I'm doing a little disclaimer. We mm-hmm. record these episodes um, several weeks in advance. So, so we're stuck in 2020. Or actually right now. still stuck in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple weeks out of the hole, though. But, you know, we're really excited for, yeah, we're about three weeks. Yeah. 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 I Holy mean, crap. Christmas is right around the about corner. Three it's... weeks. Yeah. So Christ. we're really pumped for yeah. 2021 and for this to be launched and finally up for you guys to listen and uh, for to make all of your guys all of your lives better with wine yeah we're so excited so i don't know about you um i guess we should i don't know should we like talk about the structure a little bit so we kind of mentioned it a little bit in the in the trailer and hopefully at this point you guys know we're covering cab sav today (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna be covering cabernet sauvignon um each episode we're gonna cover a different grape varietal Mm mm-hmm Obviously, the grape structure, the f- flavor profiles, mm-hmm. where it's from, like what to yeah. expect, very beginner, et cetera, very level. beginner stuff. That's the whole point of this podcast is we want to start, we want to go very beginner. And then we're going to talk about some fun facts, maybe some pop culture references if it's relevant. Uh, we're going to talk about um, weird but true, like mm-hmm. anything that's going to be kind of just like a fun in- yeah. fun fact we're segment. We're going to for you guys. Yeah. And then we're going to be tasting two grapes or two wines of that grape varietal from different regions. And if you follow us on Instagram, you should already have those wines in front of you right now. Yes. (laughs) And um, we will be tasting both of those wines. We'll be going, zipping through the deductive tasting method that Mm -hmm. we did in the reference episode. So if you have um, any questions on like what we are talking about in those reference or what we're talking about while we're going through the deductive tasting method, go back to that reference episode. Um, but we'll just be zipping through the uh, tasting, tasting yeah. and then we're going to be Breaking doing some sort of like quiz or a listicle. Yeah. Um, Should we get into it? I think so. Yes. Let's go ahead and do okay. it. I'm excited. Obviously, we're talking about Cabernet Sauvignon today. Cabernet Sauvignon. For short, call it Cab. If you're cool, call it Cab Sav. Whatever. You know, Ooh. if you hear Cab Sav, it's not if a different cool. grape. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not a different grape. It's just the short term. Cabernet Sauvignon is a mouthful. It's French. It's hard to say. So Cab Sav, Cab. Cab is probably the most popular. So it did get its name from its two lovely parents, Sauvignon Blanc and Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet Franc. They fell in love, made a baby. It's Cab Sav is what we all love and know it now. (laughs) Super adorable. Cab Sav was born way before any of us were. (laughs) Its origins go all the way back to France, just like a lot of the grapes we're going to talk about. So if you get bored with us hearing it's from France, we apologize in advance. Um, This one specifically from Bordeaux. Now, Bordeaux is a hell of a subject. We will not be covering it all today, but it it's is so much. It's so much. It is important to talk about. There are people when you're who specialize cab. in Bordeaux. Oh my God. Yes. So 
Briefly, though, in Bordeaux, it's typically blended there with Merlot and Cab Franc and Petit Bordeaux, stuff like that. And it's a cooler climate for wine growing, which we're, we're also definitely going to get into. So um, let's talk about the grape. Yeah. Cabernet is a beautiful grape. It's it's thick-skinned. It's dark blue, purple in color, big juicy grapes. Um, and what's cool about it is it can grow in a variety of climates. And it does prefer moderate to warm climates, but it's special in the fact that it's not limited to those climates. So like I said, Bordeaux is a cooler climate. It thrives in that condition, also thrives in moderate to warm. So it's nice because those differing terroirs can really change how the final product comes. So what you're drinking in your glass tonight. Um, Cabernet is typically full-bodied, aromatic, dark fruit notes. Think dark red, dark black fruits. Uh, they typically have notes of pepper, vanilla, tobacco, violet. Anything else you want to add? Like pep? Like are you talking What's about like favorite? what kind of pepper? Like oh, green pepper, black pepper. I mean, white pepper so too. So both. Okay, Lots so of- like not just like so black pepper, but all like the seasoning, but also like yes. pier- the pyrazine. Yes, and pyrazines are definitely something we we see in cabs. Pyrazines are cool. If you don't know what a pyrazine is, go listen to reference episode one. And two, probably. We're probably both, yeah. I think we, t- we cover both, yeah. Um, and pyrazines are cool. And we're, it's fun because if you have not been, ha- experienced these before, we are You're starting right going off the bat. to experience them tonight, which is really fun. Um, cabs are also typically pretty high in alcohol, so be careful when you drink them. They Why is be that? 13 to 16% because they have a lot of potential for ripening based on their climate. Okay, so they can develop all the sugar. Exactly. And when, like, the yeast hits it. The sugar turns into alcohol, and they're typically... So there's a lot of op- a lot of opportunity yes, for that sugar. and they're to, typically okay. made dry, so meaning that they take all that sugar and turn it into alcohol instead of leaving So all the behind. yeast eats all of the sugar. So yeah. there's a lot of sugar to eat, a lot of alcohol to make. Got Lots it. of sugar to eat. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And which is great for us because all that sugar turns into alcohol. And what's great about Cab is... It's structure, it's thick body, it's those thick skins create a full body, and those tannins, it, it blends the alcohol well. Oh, so yeah, you don't thick realize, skins yeah. Is, makes a lot of tannin, because we were talking right. about that the last time. Exactly. So it, while it is a high alcohol, it's not the prominent characteristic in cab. Like, you're not going to be feeling like you're drinking straight alcohol. It's really well incorporated into the wine, which cool. I think is nice. Sounds yummy. Yeah, it is It is really yummy. I'm very excited. Um, so pyrazines, again... Um, anything green in the wine. So we're thinking green bell pepper, jalapeno, mint, things like that. And I think it's a good example. We mentioned Sauvignon Blanc is it's, I want to say mom. I guess it could have been the father, but I'm not going to neutral, not going to assign gender a gender right. to yeah. the grape. <laughs> but I think it's fun. A way I like have always thought about it is like I have brown eyes, just like maybe my mom had brown eyes. Cabernet Sauvignon has pyrazines, just like Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc is known to have pyrazines. So it got passed down from that Sauvignon Blanc grape to the Cabernet. Um, cabs are also really good at aging. And mm. like we said, with the alcohol, it's got those really intense, um, powerful structural components. The tannins, the high alcohol, the high acid, and a lot of those things can aid in letting a wine age for some time. So what do you think that the aging, how, mu- how much can a wine age or can a Cabernet Sauvignon age? I, I mean, it depends. I mean, some, like Bordeaux, if we're talking there, we are going 10 years plus. But California, I mean, you can drink them now. They can 
you know, it's 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 a preferential thing. What, what I always recommend is buy two, drink one now, and decide how long you want to keep the other. Because it will kind of experience changes in the bottle. It's going to become more complex. The flavors are going to mature. So cool. Yeah. The tannins are going to soften. It really does um, transform the wine. Um, oak aging is something that we need to talk about with Cab as well. It tones down some of those loud characteristics we're talking about. If it has some crazy grippy tannins, it can soften those, and it can also impart some really great flavors. So if you like a really vanilla-y cab or a really oaky cab, that one's been through a lot of oak aging. Um, they can ferment in cab. I mean, ferment in oak. So that the oak, too, will also help impart the structure. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, like, it not only will the cab have, like, all that tannin and whatnot from the grapes, yes. but it also will have all that tannin from, from the, the oak, oak yes. depending on how much and it, they and Yes, exactly. And it's totally up to the winemaker. So the flavors, all, but also the structure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's totally up to the winemaker. If they want to produce something that's a bit more fruit forward, they might tone down the oak aging. Um, hmm. Just, it's just... It's just a preferential thing. Because you don't want it to be, yeah, so they'll, to, like, by toning it down with the oak aging, what do you mean by that? They could either do none and do stainless steel all the way, ferment in steel, okay. age it in steel, or they can use, like, used oak or French oak. So when we're talking oak, American oak and French oak are the two most popular. There's Hungarian as well, but that's that'll come at another episode. And then the size of the vessel is something to consider as well. Oh, so, so barrels are the smaller size. Yeah. Barriques, you get a little bit bigger. If you're using a smaller oak barrel, you think it's touching more of the wine, so it's going to imp- kind of have stronger so like influence. more volume touches exactly. more surface area. Exactly. And with American oak, American oak is said to be a little more intense, and French oak is a little more subdued. So American oak, you can expect... Coconut, dill, vanilla, those kinds of flavors. Whereas French oak is more like a smoked toast. That's so weird, like coconut it is weird. dill. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> it's okay. really kind of interesting. So if you are picking those things up in your wine, you're like, I don't know, this isn't a fruit. Like, where did this come from? So from what oak. is what is the? So you said coconut and dill are like American oak. What mm-hmm. is the French oak? Character? It's more. Are there like smoke and toast? They do have vanillins in them as well. They're just not as intense. Okay, so it's like just more like that cinnamon vanilla. Yes, exactly. Okay. And it's like you get that with American oak, mm-hmm. but you also get that coconut and dill. Exactly. Interesting. It is interesting. So cool. And it's and some wineries actually have cooperages on this on site, so they can make their own barrels. Where more commonly they outsource and buy up maybe some used barrels That's or so bourbon smart. barrels or whatever. Um, I think oak aging is really cool and it's really pretty. So it's yeah, kind of fun. I agree. Um, okay, cab. So, like we said earlier, the climate in which cab is grown will greatly affect how it tastes. So, we've got the cooler cab climates, which were our Bordeaux, our Chile, and our Washington. Those lend more to black fruits, blackberry, black cherry, more of a medium body, higher acidity because it ripens more fully, and a bit more pyrazines. Um, the grape has less potential to ripen fully in cooler climates. Therefore, the presence of fruit may not be so strong when compared to a warmer climate cap. Okay, so you just went over which which countries or which regions so far. Yes, examples. So Bordeaux, Chile, and Washington were my three examples. Yes, and mm-hmm. those are higher altitude, yeah. higher cooler climate, cooler climate, higher acid. Yes, for sure. Okay, that's like rule Bordeaux, of thumb. Chile, Washington, yes. high acid, bright oh. fruits. Mm-hmm. 
more fruit, maybe more pyrazine because they more won't f- ripen as much. Right. So the pyrazine will come come through a little bit exactly easier because exactly. that, that starts and then what, as it ripens, less pyrazine happens, exactly. right? So I think it gets juicier. So those fruits become more powerful. The, the juicier it gets... The more sun it hits, the juicier. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Washington, Chile, and Bordeaux for brighter, higher acid, less fruit characteristics, more pyrazine. Exactly. Cool. And on the other end of the spectrum, our warmer climates, you're thinking Argentina, Australia, California, South Africa. Okay. And within those, there are, I mean, within all regions, there are microclimates and there's cooler areas of California, such as Napa or. Warmer areas of Argentina, whatever you want to call it. But primarily. Um, but primarily these are warmer climates, yes. So those okay. are going to be more full-bodied, more robust, higher alcohol, medium acidity, and a bit more presence of fruit. Okay, so you said more medium-bodied and warmer climates regions are going to be, you said California, South Africa, Australia, and Argentina. Yes. So literally pretty much all the A's. Sure. Except for Washington. Yeah. Washington is in America. Yes. But like, so California, Argentina, Australia, South Africa, those are definitely. Okay, cool. Cool. So you said because they're warmer climates, they're going to have more fruit characters, a lot jammier, less pyrazine, Mm -hmm. a little more full bodied. Mm hmm. A little more high alcohol because it does ripen more, so those sugars are also um, going to come through more. Okay, that makes sense. So we said that you know higher alcohol, yeah, climate, and that's rule of thumb. When you're thinking cool climate, think high acidity; warm climate, high alcohol. That's kind of where my brain goes. That's first makes thing. So much when sense. When I think of those climates, cool climate, high acid; mm-hmm. warm climate, high alcohol. Right, because they can ripen more. Well, also, w- alcohol feels warm in your mouth. It does. So high. Great, great correlation. <laughs> so high temperature, high climate. Yes. Warmer, warm climate, warm out al- in your mouth. Yeah. At, warmer in your mouth. Done. Warm alcohol. I love that. Okay. Very nice. And you think cool climate, cool crisp air. You got that crisp acidity. Awesome. Okay. Let's move into, I want to talk about labels real quick. Yeah. With definitely. So luckily with Cabernet Sauvignon, it's usually printed on the label as cabs have, or it's going to have the varietal on the label because it's very popular in America and our labeling laws are quite loose. So, um, you can print Cabernet Sauvignon on the label if the wine is 75% that varietal. Okay, so if it, if you have a cab, uh-huh. if you have a wine and you're like at the grocery store and or like at your package store or liquor store and you are looking at your cabs and you see on the back and it just says cab, mm-hmm. it could still be a blend. It could be. So if you're drinking broadside with us tonight, broadside Cabernet from Paso Robles, yes. it says Cabernet Sauvignon on the front label. doesn't have any other grapes on it. says it on the back. Nothing. Right. When I did a little bit more research, I looked into the breakdown and it's only... 85% Cab, 13% Merlot, and 2% Petit Verdot. But okay. because of California's labeling laws, they're able to label it 100%. Well, it doesn't say 100%, but they're able to just put Cabernet Sauvignon on the label. Interesting. So sometimes you really sneaky, don't know what you're getting. Sneaky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, if you're looking at Los Vascos, our other wine tonight, it does say 100% Cabernet Sauvignon on the back, and it says Cabernet Sauvignon on the front. So you know it's not blended with anything. But in Chile, they have the same law, 75%, and 
and that can be labeled just a cab. But there, they mostly do the 85% to comply with the EU standards. And EU standards are 85%. What What is EU standards? I'm sorry, European Union. So with the European style. Oh, so they want to be like, so. That if they import it or export it there, then. It has to it follow sell, EU yes, standards. Exactly. Okay. So they just kind of want for marketing and also just like yeah. volume. Yeah, They want to just hit. And- <clears throat> cool. Make that makes it all sense. make it all kind of legal everywhere. Yeah. Um, it also says on both of these the estate bottled and grown. Is it both of them? Yes. Which I think is nice because you. I mean, when you think about wineries, you kind of always assume they have a vineyard and they have yeah. a big winery and this, that, and the other. Where a lot of places don't even own vines; they can just buy grapes and make wine in a winery, put their label on it, and sell it off. These two are the opposite. They've grown the grapes, they've harvested the grapes, they've turned the grapes into wine, they've bottled, sometimes they don't bottle it themselves, but they've done the entire, all the dirty work. The whole process is under the same people. Exactly. Cool. Um, So if you see estate, estate exactly, estate bottled, or estate grown, um, and estate bottled means they've done everything, which I think is really fun. I love that. So... Yes. Yeah, so when you're looking this is for like a more wine, special, yeah, and it that, is. Will the price affect that at all? Uh, sometimes, but not terribly. I mean, both of these wines are under twenty bucks, so I think you're getting a lot of bang for your buck because they've made all those decisions. You know, it started yeah, in the vine, in the vineyard sense. with them, which I think is really. They're fun. not paying off other people Farmers, to help do yeah, that. Okay, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So when you're shopping, I mean, obviously you're looking for the Cabernet Sauvignon on the label. Um, you can look for a state grown. You can look to see if there's other wines blended and grapes blended into it and then when you're at a restaurant uh, i would say since we're in america most american wine lists have a cabernet sauvignon section so they make it pretty easy for you but then you can look for certain regions you like so you can look for california napa sonoma you can look for your washington wine you can look for a paso robles which is what we're tasting tonight and when you find the styles you like you can look for those regions on the wine list because they're typically going to be printed. So if we're talking about California specifically, what are going to be the flavor profiles of each of the California regions? We kind of talked about Mm -hmm. all over the world, but like if we kind of go a little bit more into the micro, I guess the regional climates. Yeah. So Napa, those are your big boy cabs. That's going to be a cooler area of California. It's in a valley. Um, and they tend to be a bit pricier just because they are definitely higher quality in my, my humble opinion. Um, but Napa is going to be your big boy cabs, really powerful, great tannic structure, very deep color, purple, for, in my experience, and some really great fruit. And they typically all do see quite a bit of oak. Those you can hang on to for quite a while. Sonoma is going to be a little more delicate, maybe a little more red fruit. It's got a bit warmer climate, more ocean influence. So those might be on the lighter style, but still in that medium full body range. And then Paso is kind of that great in between. That's why I love Paso so much because they give you kind of um, both sides of the spectrum. Paso is further south. It is. So does and it that is warmer. In, okay? I was gonna say does since it's further south and it's fr- warmer, does that influence the, fl- the the ripening at all? I think so. I definitely think so. And of course, when we're talking about that kind of stuff, it I mean the vintage matters too. It depends upon the growing conditions of that year, and that's. Obviously, something you you will have to do your own research on, but um, if you kind of know what the region is supposed to do, you can kind of tell what the wine is supposed to taste like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, 
I mean, like we said, Bordeaux is tricky, and reading those labels could literally be a whole. Well, I feel like we'll, episode we'll, we'll as do well. we'll do a couple episodes over so, Bordeaux because yeah. there is so much information on so that, much. and I mean, and the labeling you, laws is a lot more strict. It's crazy. But yeah. and if you want a Bordeaux, ask your server for in the meantime if they have a nice one they recommend. Also, could be kind of pricey. So, um, yeah, that's Cab in a nutshell. Cool. Pretty much. Cab I love it. A, Cabin a wine bottle, if you will. I don't know. Try to cab be Cabin a wine bottle. <laughs> I'm trying to be cute. <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right. So I have a few fun facts for you, Gracie, about Cab. I learned some stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't know how deep detailed I want to get into all these fun facts but okay. I just kind of went on a little black hole of these okay That's so easy to do <laughs> and they're not and these aren't um not in any specific order it was just like random facts that I, I found and I just started you know typing yeah, them yeah, out yeah. okay cool so fun fact first off I think this is really fun um Cabernet Sauvignon Day okay is the Thursday before Labor Day every it. year it's mark in August calendars. mark your Cute. calendars okay Cabernet Sauvignon Day is right Labor now. Day, or the Thursday before Labor Day. Every year. Every year. Okay. Um, Cabernet, and you kind of talked about this a little bit with um, when you were talking about how Cabernet Sauvignon is a baby child yes. <laughs> of <laughs> Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, when they made it, like in in Bordeaux, like kind of, they actually like made that varietal in Bordeaux. Um, it actually is one of the youngest grape varieties in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. It's like pretty young. I didn't really look at the details, but it is. That. It's actually like stuck. only a couple of hundred years old. That's weird. Yeah. So that's so it's weird. really young. It's come a long way. It really has. Wow. Glow up. Glow up. <laughs> <laughs> it really- Going with that, it is the most glowed up grape ever because a um, couple of things with that. Okay, so one, it um, is Cabernet Sauvignon is actually, their wines are tracked and traded over time like stocks are. Okay. And an investment in wine, I have an investment in wine, but particularly Cabernet Sauvignon offers returns similar to that of gold. What? Yeah. I don't understand. So that glow up. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, I've always known. So like, if you do spend your money on a nice cab, yeah. keep it. Keep if you it. feel like making money off of something, wow. the return will act. You'll actually have an. It'll be an investment really per- purchase. I mean, it's like art. It is art. Yeah. You know, people, people buy wine, nice fine wine, like they buy fine art. Really, for crazy. For, so that leads me to the next. My okay. next one. Perfect. The most expensive. Okay bottle of okay actually let me say this <laughs> cabernet sauvignon holds the second most expensive wine bottle that has ever sold in the world oh my god how much guess oh i mean it's gotta be in the millions does no nope. no okay not that expensive no nope. okay uh like four hundred fifty thousand dollars you're so close wow really five hundred thousand dollars seriously i'm so not hundred percent can you guess okay can you guess Is who it might Bordeaux? be is it from Bordeaux? Wait, no, no. Can you guess the the label of what the cab is? Uh, Chateau Margaux, Lafitte Rothschild. It's American cab. <gasps> it's American. Uh, Free Mark Abbey. I nope. don't know. I don't Screaming know. Eagle. Oh, I've never what? <laughs> Screaming Eagle is a 1992 Screaming Eagle 
was purchased at an auction in 2000. Okay. It was a it was a uh, charity auction okay. in 2000 for five hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. Why was it? Why? Who bought it? What are they? Who are these people? I, 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 <laughs> Screaming Eagle. That's not even like I've never heard of them. Really? I I've, I've I heard have. of Screaming Eagle. I've heard of Screaming Eagle as being an like an because insanely of, expensive bottle. Okay. So okay. I like Get in general they make ex- extremely expensive bottles. Okay. I have not ever had one. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goals. Because I feel like the majority of Screaming Eagle wines are over a thousand, at least a thousand dollars or more. What do they do to it? I don't do you know. know. I'm gonna have to look into this. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, number one most expensive bottle. Okay. This is not a cab oh. related, but what is it? Are we in champagne? Nope. Nope. Okay. Are you're, we? You're you're close though. France. Mm-hmm. Okay. Burgundy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chablis. No, we're in Pinot for sure. Uh huh. <sighs> I have no idea. There's so many. <laughs> Guess the price. So the fir- the second highest is five hundred thousand. Okay. Seven hundred fifty thousand. No. Eight hundred. Nope. 900. No, Are you're going too high. One? Dang it. <laughs> 600,000. It's just over that by 558,000. Oh my gosh. So they're so close to each other. And it was in 1945 Romane Conti Burgundy. Romane Conti. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I want to, I wonder how many there are out there. Is there like, I didn't that's look that crazy. up. That's crazy. But I, 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 got the, I got the first and the second. So the second is that's the Cabernet amazing. Sauvignon. That is so cool. So. I mean, it was a 1992 Screaming Eagle, and so that would be only eight years old by the time it was purchased. What do you even do with a bottle that expensive? Like, you can't drink it. No. I mean, do you drink it? Do you drink I it? Know. I don't know. And to keep the bottle itself, like, so, no like, for idea. proof? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, so I oh thought about, gosh. like, purchasing a couple hundred dollar bottle, like, a wine that's a couple hundred dollars yeah. or whatever. I mean, I regularly thought about this. And I'm like, do I want to just keep it? Or do I want to drink it? Like, I, I don't know. I do. Right. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So next, uh, in a 2008 study done by Harriet Watt, University in Edinburgh, okay. researchers found out that different types of music could boost a taster's wine score for wine. So specifically, they tested Cabernet Sauvignon while listening to Jimi Hendrix, and it improved <laughs> the flavor profile of the Cabernet Love Sauvignon. Jimi Hendrix. I know. That's so cool. And um, that just goes to tell you that wine is situational. It is. It is. And they compared it to a Chardonnay and listening to Kylie Minogue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Random. Improved. So they did, you know, obviously the same music, yeah. but with different wines. And uh, it improved the taste of the cab with listening to Jen- Jimi Hendrix. That is really And it improved cool. the taste of the cab with listening to Chardonnay. That is with Kylie Minogue. super interesting. Yeah, I who got to pick the music? I know, right? Like how many? How <laughs> like I want to know all of the details of the study because like what wines did you try? What styles yeah. of music? What yeah. song specifically? Because like a Jimi Hendrix song, you know, there are two, there's so many different kinds of songs. Right. Like which one would be better right. for a different kind of wine? So like, like I want to know all of. I do too. Like, do you try to match the wine's personality with the song? Right. <laughs> I don't know. No. Like how cool? Okay, it is really interesting. Um, next, Chinese. Okay. They are absolutely in love with red wine. Yes. And Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the most important varieties in China. Okay. So much so that chateaus go through painstaking effort to produce the wine. Even wow. so much that Chateau Hansen specifically, which I don't know a whole lot about Chinese geography and I feel pretty bad about this. Okay. Uh, western side of the Gobi Desert, which okay. is actually a cold <laughs> desert. Okay. 
Uh, viticulturalists bury the vineyards by hand to survive what? icy winters. They are that particular and th- care that much about their Cabernet. That is why. Oh, so they actually grow Cabernet. Yeah. Wow. So they took cuttings. That. They took clippings mm-hmm. from Bordeaux, brought it over to China. How long does it take to bury a vineyard? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they do it by wow. hand. They are dedicated. Super dedicated. I love that. So cool. We'll have to get our hands on a Chinese Cabernet. I agree. That's been buried but, <laughs> to uh, prevent I completely agree. Uh, Last one is something that you are actually probably a little bit more familiar with. Maybe not. I'm not sure. We'll see. Do you you know of the 1976 Judgment of Paris? Oh, yes. Love it. That's why I guessed Freemark Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. So for a little backstory, and we'll definitely discuss the Judgment of Paris a little bit more with Chardonnay as well. Mm -hmm. But backstory, the 1976 Judgment of Paris was uh, started or organized by a British wine merchant yes i'm and glad you're talking about this it's so cool so cool um was organized by a british wine merchant uh this was also made popular and more famous um with the chardonnay mm-hmm. perspective with the movie bottle shock true so that's why we'll talk about it more with chardonnay yeah um but anyway they did they decided to do red wines and white wines france versus america Yes. And they pretty much thought that they were stacking the deck yes. because they everybody believes that France is the best. And they thought they had it in the bag. They had it in the bag. Like, no competition. No competition. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So and then when America came over, they did this blind testing. So they had all these professional judges. They mm-hmm. did these blind testings for red wine and white wine. Red wine was going to be Cabernet from America and Bordeaux from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bordeaux blends from Bordeaux region, France. And then the white wines are going to be Chardonnay from America, Chardonnay from California, and then Chardonnays from Burgundy. Yes. And so there were about 10, maybe a little bit more Something each like that. Yeah. Um, of each country of each varietal. Yep. And um, lo and behold, America won both categories. Yeah, this is which this, was absolutely shocking. It's insane. And this is literally the reason this put Napa on the map. This like, put Napa no on the map. No one knew about Napa until this Correct. happened. And then people were like, Holy crap. <laughs> yes. So the fun fact with this is that it was obviously a Cabernet from Napa uh-huh. that won over it. the Bordeaux from do you know? I don't. Not off the top of my head. It was Chateau Mouton Rothschild. Wow. That is so funny. Wild. Wild. And I think the cab was Free Mark Abbey. It was Stag's no. Leap Wine Cellars. Stag's Leap. Okay. That's so great. that's all I have for the fun facts. And let's taste some wine. Okay. I'm into it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's taste some wine. Let's taste some wine. Okay. What do we have first? Okay. So if you're tasting with us, we have Broadside Cabernet Sauvignon 2017 up first. This is our Paso Robles California Cabernet. So just a little background on where we are. Paso Robles is south of Napa and Sonoma. It's halfway between L.A. and San Francisco, if you've ever been to California. Um, El Paso de Robles is the full name, which means the Pass of the Oaks. So think oak trees. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. The city is known for hot springs, um, its production of olive oil, and almond orchards. Oh. So if you can visualize yourself. All that almond milk that I drink. Yeah, (laughs) drinking (laughs) wine in an almond orchard with olive oil and bread that's where we are <laughs> um so the primary climate here long hot dry summers brief cool sometimes rainy winters so we're in that moderate to warm climate here um cabernet is half of the grapes planted in Paso Robles. so 
We are starting with about a couple ounces in our glass. <clears throat> starting with Sight. I'm seeing a very clear wine. Ruby red. I'm getting... Pretty ruby. Maybe it's I, on purple now that I see it in this light. Would you say that there is... I don't know. Do you think that this has a little bit of rim variation? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think you can tell it's a young wine. Um, it's only three years old. Okay. <clears throat> a little note on vintages, too. If you don't know, 2017 is a vintage year. That's the year they picked the grapes. I know some people get confused with that. Um, so they were picked in 2017 and made into wine, and then they've been... That's Aging, good to know because yeah. you didn't know. I'd like, oh, they okay, cool. Oh, did they make the wine in 2017? You know, they like was it bottled at that year? Yeah, okay. exactly. No, Sometimes okay. people get confused. So, so that's the year that they picked the grapes. Yes. Yeah, so they were grown in 2017. Now, do they, when they pick the grapes, do they mix them with any other years? Uh, they can, but then it won't be labeled a single. Um, what will it be labeled as? Uh, non-vintage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like champagne, a lot of them are NV. NV stands for non-vintage. It's because they do blend several years. Okay, so these all 100% are picked from 100%, that year. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so yes, a little rim variation. So we're seeing a little bit of a watery edge, deep core, and some light staining on your glass if you roll that wine around. Do you see that as well? A little bit of staining? How do I we're, – we're looking at when we when we look for wine staining, we look for like yes. the, how much it colors the, the glass, right? Yes, so when the wine yeah. moves off the glass, if there's any kind of hue left over. Yeah, I'm seeing just a little cool. bit. Me too, just a touch. Lovely. Let's smell this thing. So pretty powerful. It smells so really good. So big. It's super yummy. It does smell yummy. You can tell it's – Oh, wow. That smells so good. Ugh. So we're starting with fruit, black cherry, cranberry – Dried cherry, lots of cherry, <laughs> black raspberry. Oh, I totally get the black raspberry. Yeah. I think we're tart to dried in the fruit sense as well. It's not super ripe or juicy. I don't feel, jammy. yeah, I don't, I feel like I'm like, it's like sour. Oh, like, little, I don't want to say sour way. in a bad way. Right. Like sour, like, yeah, sour raspberry, sour yeah. cherry. That makes sense. Yeah. So and then like, tart. I also get... When you say baked, now that you say you say like dried, mm -hmm. I do get like a little bit of like that dried cherry. Like I if, do too. if I get dried cherries on the like on a salad. Oh yeah, yeah, or like dried those, cranberry or dried cranberry. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yummy! It smells delicious. Okay, smells so, so non-fruit, definitely some floor. I always say I always make up this word florality. I don't think it's an actual word, <laughs> but I say it all the time when we're talking about wine. Because you want to say minerality. Yes, but it's florality. <laughs> So it is like, really floral. Is floral. So, like, I get so many flowers on here. So, like, what, what are the flowers, flowers that, huh? Yeah, what kind of flowers are you getting? Violets? I get rose, rose. petals. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I love it. Now we're searching for pyrazines next. I get, they're, okay. they're hard to find in this wine. They're not the dominant so source. pyrazines are the green characteristics. The green characteristics. So, green bell pepper. What, what other kind of? Uh, mint, eucalyptus, sage, grass. Oh, yeah. So, like, asparagus, asparagus and green. Asparagus, green yeah. What is it? Green beans and green that kind beans, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget that one. Okay, so, so we're in the moderate to warm climate, so they're not super I don't powerful. That's because they've been. It's been um, ripened a little more. Exactly. Okay, so I don't get a whole lot of pepper. I don't either. Like green bell pepper or anything like that. But I might get. I am picking up on is tobacco. A oh, touch of tobacco. That's kind of cool. Like tobacco leaf. Yeah, so maybe that I get that. Is my the leaf? Yeah. I get um some eucalyptus though. I think so too. Yeah, it's hard to find, and you may not be getting that as well. But once you focus once on you the figure fruit. out if you can, so the best way I think like 
I don't know about you, but the best way that I found to figure out what things smell like or taste like is oh, to yeah. actually smell it, yeah. the real thing, and, and taste it. Yeah, I go to a grocery store and start smelling. Like if you go to Trader Joe's, they have things. eucalyptus all, all over the place. <laughs> you might look a little crazy. But yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. I've done it. <laughs> oh, I do too. And then oak for me isn't crazy powerful either, but I know it's there. So the oak that I'm looking for is what again? Probably a mixture of American and French on this guy. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that. I think so too. That vanilla. But I don't get I don't get like a whole lot of coconut or dill. Like you said that those were American. Yeah. So it may not have as much. So oak just like aging. very yeah. little bit. Okay. And it may be <clears throat> I haven't done all my research, but Yeah. It may have fermented in oak and then it's just been aging in the bottle. Gotcha. All right, let's taste it. There's the oak. I get the oak more on the palate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that oak is cool. It's more vanilla, too. I don't know about you. It's definitely vanilla. I'm getting a touch of cinnamon and, like, some other spices. Mm-hmm. Mm. High acid. Mm-hmm. My mouth is watering. Me, too. That um, alcohol is hot, too. You can kind of feel it warm on your lips. tannin is, like, present, but it's not super loud. I agree. Like it's, on my, it's on the top of my tongue and maybe yeah. a little bit. Um, a little bit on my teeth, but not They're so much. They're very refined. Yeah, this is good. It's not like a crazy big wine, which is great because you can just pop it open and drink it now. Mm-hmm. Very well balanced. Full body. Medium medium to full body. Quick finish. Um, I think this is a great wine with or without food. I want to keep drinking this. Yeah, like, I do too. It makes me want more. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, so, with... Yeah, it doesn't have, like, a long finish, but, like, I keep wanting to drink this because it's really good, it but also good. because it does kind of, like, disappear a little bit. Yeah. I love this wine. This is so, so good. I think this so is good. a great value. I mean... How I, much was this? I think it was, like, 17 That's amazing 15, for this wine. something like that. Under 20 is... Our goal. Yes. <laughs> for sure. This That's amazing do, for this wine. Yeah, exactly. Napa would have been a bit higher, so we wanted to keep it. This could be an everyday wine for me. Mm-hmm. So good. Cheeseburger wine. Cheeseburger <laughs> wine. I love it. What kind of cheeseburger? Like, what's what's our topic? Just classic. Cheese. Classic? I think just cheese. I can Lettuce see, tomato. like, sautéed onions on mine, too. Ooh, yeah. Mushrooms. Savory. Savory foods would go great with this. Yeah. All right. Let's hop on into Los Vascos. Los Vascos. So we're switching regions. We just did Paso Robles. <sighs> I know. <laughs> it smells so good. And now we're in Chile. Um, Chile is, of course, in South America, so it is still considered New World. We're sticking to new world wines because we're not touching on bordeaux just yet and we're in the colchagua valley which is smack dab in the middle of chile's wine growing regions it's about 25 miles from the sea perfect microclimate for high quality vine growing it is warm but cooled on the daily with um those winds from the ocean so it actually cools down the site to about 68 to 77 degrees so when we were talking about these grapes earlier in the regions earlier we said, kind of going back for review, we said mm. Washington, Chile, and Bordeaux for higher acid, less fruit, more cooler pyrazine, climate, cooler climate. More, more pyrazine, right. whereas California, Argentina, South Africa, and um, Australia are going to be like warmer climate, mm-hmm. so that means more fruit, less pyrazine. Yes. Okay, so with this one, we're going to expect, to expect, opposite. we're going to expect higher acid, less fruit, more pyrazine. <clears throat> exactly. Okay. And there still will be fruit. Um, and yes, it still but it's just not, it's not primary. Thing, but yeah, 
it just not going to be the only thing because the last time we were having a hard time finding those pyrazines. They might be a little more prevalent here, which yeah. I can already tell that they are. <laughs> they are so prevalent here. All right, so we're still got a nice clear wine. This is definitely more ruby for me, ruby red, garnet, um, slight rim variation as well with that light staining still intact. Um, fun fact, these are both 14% alcohol. So if you're looking at legs, they should have similar legs. Um, they form pretty quickly and roll right down the glass. <clears throat> on the nose. So let's, let's push those pyrazines aside and try to, try to focus on fruit first. I know it's kind of hard to do, but I'm still getting that red raspberry, black cherry, mm-hmm. ripe fruits, overripe maybe. And it's still quite aromatic. I think it's got that same powerful nose as the first one did. Yummy. Now. Definitely. I'm getting that pyrazine. Yes. It's it's hard to ignore. (laughs) So we're, I'm thinking like a, like a bruised green bell pepper. Like one that's maybe been sitting on your counter too long. I love it. I'm also getting a little like funky, dirty. Yeah. uh, Like barn floor. Yeah. 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 Barn floor, forest floor, maybe something like that. Smells lovely. So good. Yeah. I know that that doesn't sound like it's a good thing, but it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And I think (laughs) these are, these wines are so fun side by side because they're so different. They're the same grape, different regions, different terroir. And those differing terroirs give you two wildly different Totally. This is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yummy. Let's taste it. I'm excited. Mmm. I love it. Moderate to high acid. That high acid... Oof. It's really it's making me drool. A lot, of, a lot of acid, a lot of alcohol. Ooh, there you go. Alcohol's coming through for Elena. <laughs> it is warm. Woo! You can feel it. So when we do say that, I mean, it heats up your mouth. And mm-hmm. You can feel it warming up your body, which is great on these cool, chilly, gloomy days like we're having right now. Um, fruit, for me, comes through a little bit more on the palate. Mm-hmm. The pyrazines, not so much. And they're a little jammier. Um, tannin structure, not too strong. Um, they're definitely there, but they're silky smooth. I think they're a little bit more than the last one. You think so? Just a touch. I agree. I think that they, this is like a little more lingering too than the last one. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. That acid is super juicy. It is. It really is. I think it's a little lighter. So colder climate. Yeah, right? I think the body's a a little bit lighter, maybe still, still on the medium side. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely dry. What would you eat with this? Um, well, when I first smelled it. Peppers. <laughs> yeah, peppers. peppers. I also was thinking like um, something with like a red wine mushroom gravy. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Like marsala? Yeah. <gasps> oh, that like sounds so marsala, good. <laughs> mushrooms marsala gravy. I don't know. Yum. This, this makes me want pork. <laughs> barbecue pork. <laughs> well, it's chilly. Can we like a barbecue pork taco with some like. Pico de gallo and oh, pickle that chalets. So, 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 so good. Oh Stop talking. No, don't. So no, please keep going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coming soon. Better with wine cookbook. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> one day. Maybe we should. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, these are great. Okay. I love these two wines. I think they're very well done, very well balanced. Oh my gosh. They are so well done. Because, okay. I could pop this open whenever frankly, I want. Frankly, go to Cabernets sure. are not my favorite. I'm going to say, I don't typically seek out a Cabernet. Uh, I know we're probably gonna get a lot of hate mail for that, but these are fantastic. But here's and I the would thing: drink them every here's day. the thing. The reason why we aren't the biggest fans of Cabernet is because so many cabs out there, especially for the price point that we like to be at, are 
not well balanced. They're not well done. They don't, that's either over oaked right. or like. I think these both are a great in between to those really slutty wines. <laughs> yeah. And or overly jammy yeah. or. They extract the fruit too much. These are just so well balanced. The fruit is really, really, really nice. It's just beautiful. They're both really They're pretty so wines. pretty. And, it's, and this is what I want from a Cabernet. This is exactly what I want from a Cabernet. And for the fact that they're under $20, it just shocks me. I know. I love it. I really They're love so it. well balanced. And I forgot how much I love Chile. I haven't had a Chilean wine in a while. Chile. And this is just so good. <laughs> Yay. Okay, cool. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank Love it. Well, I hope you guys like these wines too. Yeah, we do too. Let us know what you guys think about these wines. Be honest. Um, be honest. <clears throat> and um, let us know when you say what you think about these wines, if you are or are not a cab person. Yes, I love it. Like if you are a cab person and these are not your jam... Maybe you like we more jammy you, wines. And we feel you. And we, we hear understand. You. <laughs> we hear you. We hear you. But these, we wanted to make sure that we were, for definitely educational purposes, what cabs are trying to be. Right. These or are what great expression. What the, what the great expression of the grape, correct. I love it. All right, everybody. We're going to go ahead and summarize all the takeaway points for Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. Starting with our fruit notes, you can expect some black cherry, raspberry, and strawberry. In those non-fruit notes, you'll have your pyrazines, such as mint, eucalyptus, and green bell pepper, along with tobacco, violets, and black pepper. And then your structure for Cabernet Sauvignon is high acid, high alcohol, medium to full body, presence of tannin, and primarily dry. The regions are categorized into two. We have Washington, Chile, and Bordeaux. These regions are going to be high acid, low fruit, and high pyrazine. The second category is California, Argentina, South Africa, and Australia. These are categorized with high alcohol, high fruit, and low pyrazine. And that's how we have summarized it for you guys. If you have any questions, let us know. (laughs) Hope you guys love Cabernet after this. All right, Gracie. Are you ready to be quizzed? I'm a little bit nervous. Okay, so it's not actual, like... Elena gave me a test on her first episode. <laughs> I love it though. Okay, so these I'm not actually testing you on your knowledge. I am it's more of a fun fact test. Okay. You have okay. no idea. I'm excited. Probably no idea what these are. Okay. So it's more of like I will come fun up fact guessing. With some really funny answers then. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um where okay, so we talked about wines and cabs specifically being really great investments okay right like art yeah like Mm -hmm. art so what region do you think is out of the following regions okay i get get multiple choice or do you want to try well you want to try first answer first or what's the question first okay so what region is the highest for proven investment okay Proven in so region of wine, region of wine, region of wine. So how about I'll let you an opportunity, and if you want the okay. the the, the okay, multiple first, choice, then let me know. First regions that come to mind are France. Okay, but that's not a region; that's a country. Oh, okay. So you're saying regions? Okay, yeah. understood. Understood. Bordeaux. Okay. Champagne comes to mind. Napa Valley comes to mind. Rioja, maybe. <sighs> yeah, go ahead and give me that multiple choice. Okay, because I feel like it's going to be stuff so we that have I didn't even Sonoma think. Valley, Napa Valley. South Australia or Bordeaux? Okay, so that narrows it down to Napa. Oh, it could be Australia. <sighs> Highest investment. So the most people invest in these wines. That, that and saying? like when you purchase, if you resell. Mm. Okay, the, I'm going to the, go. The, the, the profit off of that resell. I'm going to go. 
Okay. I'm going to go Bordeaux final answer. Correct. Ah! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, second was Napa. Okay, good. Okay, that that makes me feel good. Then. Yeah, I do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, question two. There's only three questions. Oh, okay. This is actually See, really fun. This is fun. <laughs> I promise you don't probably know the answer to so it, so nervous. not okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so, um, w- what country? I have country. four country. Country. This These are countries. What country is not a top five consumer of red wine? Consumer. Okay. Red wine. This isn't cab specific. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. What are the what are the options here? Okay. We have France. France. China. China. Spain. Spain. Germany. So which one of those is not a top? Okay. Well, now I feel like China's definitely one of the top because <laughs> they grow their own Cabernet. Um. Okay. So France, China, Spain, and Italy. Is that Germany. 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 Spain and Germany. France, China, Spain, Germany. Okay. I also feel like uh, I feel like this is a trick question. I feel like I love the white wines of France, so maybe that's the one. Spain, I feel like drinks a ton of red wine, so that one I think is a sure bet. Germany is so known for their Riesling, though, so maybe they don't drink a lot of red wine. From so between France and Germany, did I narrow it down correctly at least? Oh my god! Can no. we find an answer? Can we find uh, an answer? Okay. Um. I'm going to go France. Final answer. That's probably so wrong. Hold on. So you said France is not in the top five. Yeah. Oh, top five? Okay. They, they have to be in the top five. So yeah. which one of these I'm four gonna, is not in the top five? This is so hard. I'm just going to stick to my answer. Fuck it. France, final answer. I know. Okay, is it Germany? No. Damn it. Spain? Yep. I was about to say, it can't be China after all that. It's Spain. It's Spain. Okay, so what are they? Spain is number six. Ah. Okay, that makes sense. God, I just love Rioja. I can't imagine they just don't drink Rioja. I just imagine they just drink Rioja all the time. It is. Because I would. I'm trying to find that list again. Um, for the top five. I mean, America's top five. I'm trying to see, like, the order. Yes. If I had to guess, America, China... And not in any order. France, not in any order. Okay. France. I guess Germany's got to be on there. And Australia. Nope. <sighs> Which you were correct with the first four. So Australia's wrong? Correct. Okay. So is it Argentina? Nope. Chile? You're missing a really big one. I am, aren't I? Uh, Old world. <laughs> Did I say Italy already? No. Oh, it's Italy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the top five are... Uh-huh. I hate this because we're American, and I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> don't feel bad. Well, I hate this because we're American, and we don't do the metric system. That's why. Yeah, well. Okay. We don't know what hectoliters are. I have no idea what a hectoliter is. So this is by measurement of hectoliters. All right. Let me just say not the let number. Me just tra- let me just convert it real quick. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. Okay. Convert hectoliters to gallons. All right. That works. or ounces i'm gonna do gallons okay go go tell me your tell me your um okay so so one hectoliter is 26 gallons 26.4172 okay this is in million so (laughs) 26.2 okay all right 
We'll do this in just a second. Okay, so number one is United States. Of course. Okay, so do 33, hect- 33 million hectoliters. Oh, my God. Okay. And two gallons. I mean, I don't even... I don't even know if I did this right. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's no commas, so I'm having to really use my oh. brain. Okay. So 871 million gallons, 767,772 gallons. Jesus So Christ. over 870 million gallons we consume. Oh, is that of red wine. That's red wine alone. <laughs> In a year? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait. No, this is just... We're alcoholics. This is just wine. <laughs> I thought it was red wine, but it's just wine. Um, okay, France. Okay, so that was 33 he- million hectoliters for okay. U.S. France is 26.5, so, so close. It's, yeah, close second. Uh, Italy is third with 22.6, another close third. They're all very close. I'm just going to say this. Okay. Um, Germany is 20.4, and China is 17.8. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Followed by the United Kingdom, Spain, Russia, Argentina, and Australia. I love it. Okay. I will say that it's probably correlated to population as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It should be, it should be portion, it should be ratioed with the population, but it's not, this, this is not specifically. We'll do a bunch of math and put that in the (laughs) Q&A. That'd be fun. (laughs) Okay. Um, Is there another question? Yes. Yes. I have one more question. Unlock my... Screen. I need to turn that time out. That okay. oak is shining more now that I go back and smell oh, the yeah? broadside. Got to open up a little bit, guys. <laughs> now it like just smells like wood. <laughs> For you or no? I cannot. Well, I I tasted the the chili oh, yeah. and wine. I cannot get past how loud those piercings are. They're so good. It. And that's very typical of Chile. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, but... well, because we talked about Carbonier in our reference episodes. Yes. And we'll yes. talk that talk more about that. We can probably talk about it in the Merlot episode just yeah, a little sure. bit. But um we'll yeah. see. Okay, third question. Okay, third and final question. Are you is ready? This is the hardest one. Do they get harder as we go? Uh this is like who wants to be a millionaire question? <laughs> okay. So it's super hard. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like who would know this? Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. If you know this, I'm going to be like, what? And it could be a really good guess. Okay. I'm going to guess could, really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really well. I'm a good guesser. <laughs> All right. Approximately uh-huh. how many Cabernet Sauvignon tasting notes oh. are in Wine Spectator's database? Oh, my goodness. Notes? Like pages? Like what? What? Like, so a tasting note is chocolatey. Oh, okay. Oh. So like terms or... Descriptors. How many? Oh my god. Okay, I mean, there's so many. I think it's at least in the thousands. Uh huh. Is is it in the tens of thousands? Uh huh. It is. Is it in the hundred thousands? No. I'm gonna say. Do you want an a multiple choice? I want a range. I think the multiple choice will give you a range. Okay, <laughs> you're probably right. Okay, one. 3,500. Okay. Two, 51,000. Okay. Three, 13,000. Okay. Four, 24,000. I have to go with 13,000. Is that your final answer? Final answer. <laughs> it's like, who, who, wants, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. 
Uh, incorrect. <laughs> 24,000. That's a crazy list. 24,000 descriptors for Cabernet Sauvignon. Can we just sit on that for a second? I mean, yeah. I don't... I can maybe come up with, like, 200. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but we'd have to sit there and work like, at it. It would take hours to get there. Like, we probably... Like, think about how long it takes us to, like, write down all the states in the United States, okay? <sighs> By memory. Like, that's... This is stupid how sometimes it can be, like, you could just get tripped up off of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, think about, like, all the descriptors for freaking Cabernet Sauvignon. That is so interesting. And it adds to it with each new... Wine, I'm sure that they add, like, Wine Spectator adds to it with each new yeah. wine that comes out with a really cool, weird little flavor profile that comes from yeah. the cab from a weird little region, right. you know? Mm. That is interesting. 24,000. 24,000 words to describe one single varietal. One varietal. Hmm. And it's the second highest. Chardonnay is the first highest. Uh, of course it is. How many? Do you know? I didn't look it up. <laughs> More than 24,000. Yes. <gasps> 51. No, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Oh, my gosh. Chardonnay is wild. It's intense. Yeah. I'm just, like, having a hard time processing that. <laughs> Thank you for that information. <laughs> You're welcome. I've now made your brain explode. <laughs> yes, I'm like, uh. <laughs> Wow. All right. I love it. Okay, I, I feel better about the future quizzes. Yeah. And tests. Yeah, so I feel like that could be just, it's fun. I love it. I love it so much. Cool. Okay. I think that's all we have for you guys today. Um, Also, if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, follow us at Better With Wine Pod and check out our website, betterwithwinepod.com. Send us an email if you don't want to go on the website, which it sends the email directly to our email Mm -hmm. or the contact form sends directly to our email. If you don't feel like doing that, our email is babes at betterwithwinepod.com. So B-A-B-E-S at betterwithwinepod.com. Like, subscribe, and uh, keep, keep review us, us, rate us, review us, um, and tell all of your friends who love wine. We don't care who they are. <laughs> Please join our little Please circle. join our little club, <laughs> our little uh, powwow. I can't believe our first episode is like in the books. It's in the books. I can't believe it. You did it. Okay, stay tuned for enjoyed. next week. Thank you. Um, we'll be discussing Sauvignon Blanc. Whoop, whoop. So we're gonna go back and forth with red and white. Yes. So this week cab, next week Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. So be dun, on the lookout. Purchase those wines before you listen. Yep. And they'll be on both our website and Instagram. Yes. And Facebook. Cool. Can't wait. See you guys next week. All, All right. right. Much love. Bye. Mwah. Cheers. <laughs>